This episode of Sessionable is brought to you by Dave's Travel and Events Group, who provide a whole bunch of awesome beer experiences, including brewery tours, walking tours, and events packages. Dave now runs half and full day bus tours in Canberra, which means he can get a behind the scenes look at the ever expanding beer landscape of the nation's capital. Check out info on that and more from Dave's at daves.com.au. All right, on with the show. Previously on Style Roulette. Wit beer, though. <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Oh, we'll turn you around. Yeah. Time for the next one. You can always sub out for Liam. Or yeah, Brad. maybe. Yeah, maybe I'll sit that one yeah. out. <laughs> and now the conclusion. Sessionable. Welcome, everyone, to Sessionable. I'm your host, Adrian, and I'm joined by Tom today. That's me. And uh, we're on to another episode of Style Roulette. It's our third Style Roulette. Yeah. Um, if you missed the last few, uh, we did Brown Ale and we did... Festbier. Uh, German Festbier. And Slash, and, and, Slash and Yeah, and yeah. Merton as well. So, yeah. Check back in our archives for those. Um, um, yeah, so the, the general concept of Style Roulette is we take the BJCP... Style guides, um, which are one of the sort of one of the more popular, well-regarded sort of list of beer styles, and we basically roll a dice and, and settle on one uh, style in particular at random, and we kind of do a bit of a deep dive on it, uh, tr- tell its story, what it should taste like, give you some examples to try, and, and kind of explore that one style of beer. Um, and it's uh, it's been a lot of fun. I think we, last last one even surprised you, didn't it? You, you you enjoyed the fest beer more than you thought you would. Yeah, surprisingly. Yeah. Just just had like a. I I enjoyed it for the drinkability more than anything else. Yeah. It wasn't super interesting, but it was The story was really cool, yeah. and uh, it was yeah, it was easy to drink. So yeah, um, and um, uh, this one should be all right though, because you're a big fan of Belgian sort of pale mm. golden ales, right? Not really. Yeah. No. <laughs> We're drinking one right now. We are. Uh, we're drinking... What are, we, what are we drinking? This is sort of the... Almost the prototypical, like the... the I, I don't know about prototypical. The, the typical wheat yeah. beer. The one that comes to mind, I think. I think it's listed like every time you somebody mentions a style, that is the example. This is, yeah, it's, it's like... Oh, so um, it's the Hogarden um, or... Oh. Ooh. Uh, <laughs> I don't... It's it's not... It's rare that you don't know how to pronounce something. <laughs> no, it is. That's true. Um, is it Hogarden? Who, no, mm. uh, close, closer. I was actually I was talking to a. I, I just got back from a holiday, and on my last day overseas, I was talking to a Dutch backpacker. Yeah, and I was like, I got to do this episode on Belgian wit beer. So how do you pronounce this beer? And it's apparently it's something I'm going to butcher it, but it's something like Huharden. 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 Okay. It's like you get a you get a the G. Oh, okay. Huharden. Hoogarden. Hoogarden. Okay. Something like that. Um, yeah. Let's, um, let's just I'll call it Hoogarden. Yeah. <laughs> we'll call it Hoogarden from now on. Yeah. There might be like a YouTube video of how to pronounce it. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll, yeah. Link the, I'll link a YouTube ad for Hoogarden. Yeah. Okay. And they'll, yeah, they'll, yep. they'll, say, <laughs> they'll say it better than us. Yeah. So Belgian Wit is the, is the style we're mm. going to be exploring today. What number is it again? Um, it is 24A. So oh, it's under Belgian A. Ale, and it's, uh, which is 24, and then it is 24A Wit Beer. Yeah, I think all mobile phone platforms should have a, a decent BJCP app for yep. a quick reference. Otherwise, you can just Google it. Do you want to play along at home? Yeah. Do we want to talk, just talk about sort of the typical characteristics of the beer? Kind yeah. of what it, what it what, tastes like, yeah, what, what it is. what should people expect? Yeah. Um, so, I've got the guidelines here. And we've also got, again, probably like the, the example that you, that you give to people. Uh, so, it's got sort of a light, uh, wheaty, slightly multi-sweet 
honey sort of aroma mm-hmm. um, and, and malt character. Yep. Um, a few spices as well. Yeah, so that, that's a big part of it. Um, I think typically it's coriander... Orange peel. A bit of orange peel. Yeah. You can get things like cinnamon and uh, other spices as well. Yeah. But it, as long as it's not really overpowering in any sense. Yeah. And also just a low sort of um, earthy, spicy, hot bitterness. Yep. Um, uh, but, but nothing too overpowering. Yeah, um, it's, it's not a hoppy style. No. Uh, the BJCP warns against um, some, sometimes when the beers are a bit older or if the quality of the spices aren't used well, it sometimes takes on a hammy, celery yeah. sort of flavour, um, which and, is not nice. And I've, I've, from talking to a few homebrewers, apparently certain varieties of coriander... That's, that's what the BJCP impart, says. Impart that. So you have to get the right type of coriander when you're brewing this beer. Um, nice, almost creaminess uh, in mouthfeel. Uh, a lot of that's from the wheat, and it's uh, yeah, just sort of, and it's got a very similar sort of yeast character to a hefeweizen, but maybe a little bit lower on esters. Yeah, I kind of wonder if if this style, because it has, you know, usually has coriander added to it. Do people who hate coriander usually hate this? I've heard that. Yeah. Um, yeah so uh, I have heard people who have that um, that coriander hating um, gene. gene, or uh, <laughs> that they they do not enjoy. Um, with beers necessarily, mm. yeah, yeah. Korean is one of those things. It's you kind of love it or hate it. I'm neutral, which is seems pretty rare. I, I mean, I like I like coriander. Like, yeah, yeah. I, I think it in, in most dishes that it's in for me, if it's used well, it improves yeah. the dish. That's that's yeah. Why. It just adds yeah. a little bit bit more character to yeah. it. I prefer mint to be honest, but you know, um, I find mint mint's a bit more specific. I think coriander yeah. is more versatile. It yeah. works in True. more situations True. for me, whereas mint. I love mint. I, I yeah. prefer mint, but it doesn't work in everything. Yeah. But yeah. So other spices that can be used. So it, it's it's generally coriander, orange peel. Yeah. Um, but other spices, chamomile, cumin, cinnamon, grains of paradise um, can be there, but uh, less prominent. Yeah. Um, so that's a rundown of the sort of what to expect from one of these beers. And, yeah. and again, this is pretty bang on. Yeah. And um, like the, 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 you, you can get a bit of a creamy mouth feel as yep. well, but it's generally dry. It's not... Yep. It's not full body. It's got bitter spritz as yeah, well. It's not it's not super dry, but it's dry. It's in the dry yeah. end of things. Yeah. Um, d- definitely drier than yeah. um, sort of a, a, a German wheat beer. And in some cases, that you can get a bit of lactic sourness as well, but nothing overpowering. No. And not. I think it's, I believe it's optional. Yeah, and, yeah. and the BJCP says um, if, if there's a bit too much, like too much lactic sour or uh, spiciness is actually a bad example of the style, basically. Yeah. You can you can have a little bit in there, but you don't want too much. Mm. Um, and I, for the most part, I think I prefer my wheat beers without it. Like this doesn't have any lactic sourness. No, I don't, um, I, I'm not getting any anyway. Yeah. I think this is a, yeah, this is a good example. I mean, obviously it's a good example, but you know, this kind of fits everything that we've just talked about in terms of flavour. Now, uh, the other thing about this beer is uh, it, it's one of those, because it's a European beer, it's got a very specific style of glassware associated with it. Yeah. Um, we've done our best to approximate that. Yeah. We don't quite have the... Uh, Not the exact style, but similar shape. Similar shape. Yeah. Um, so, Hogarden especially uh, is often poured into a sort of a, like a tall... Um, tall tumbler. Tall tumbler with, yeah. sh- with uh, sharp edges. Yeah. Um, straight edges. Yeah. Uh, and it's a... Yeah, it's... it's um, you know, it's a pretty striking uh, beer glass. So that's uh, and so we're just drinking out of tumblers. You know, yeah, we're drinking basically. out of uh, rocks glasses at the yeah. moment. I I don't know. I'm I'm not sure if that kind of maybe we should probably do a glassware episode sometime in the future. We should. Yeah, uh, we've been but, talking about that. But I I feel like it kind of lets those estuary aromas and spices kind of go free rather than get trapped in the glass. Yep. 
And I'm not sure it would probably change it quite a bit if you did it in a in a tapered glass rather than a, an open one. Um, and it rounds it out. Yeah, in a nice way. It's very good for the style. Um, so I did a bit of research on the history of the style, and it's not nearly as convoluted as the last one we did. So it's not going to be Adrian's story time. No, no, I won't. I won't do a long monologue this time. <laughs> um, a lot of good feedback on that, by the way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I I enjoyed doing it. Yeah, uh, I enjoyed writing it and reading it out. Uh, but I won't this time. So this one's basically just, it's a pretty straightforward story. It used to be a very popular style in Belgium. And in spe- specifically, it was the town of Huharden was well known for making this style. And basically before people figured out that hops was a good preservative for beers, they would make a spice mixture called grut and they would put it in a beer... And this particular style was a wheat that used grut. And it was really popular, um, especially the ones coming out of her garden. And it fell out of favour for a while until about the 1960s when Pierre Solis, who was a milkman from her garden, decided to start up the De, De Clois, I think. He started up that brewery, revived the style basically single-handedly and it became popular again. And I think sometime in the 90s, they got bought out by AB InBev. So you can pretty much find this beer, this particular beer everywhere. Pretty much everywhere. Like, yeah, yeah it, it's, it's pretty easy to find in Australia, in the States. It's one of those beers that you associate with Belgian beers. You know, it's, it's, it's this beer, it's Stella, and it's yeah. the Abbey beers. So yeah, that's pretty much the quick history. Um, I didn't really find anything super interesting or convoluted yeah i love i love those stories of um when when beer styles sort of die out and then get rediscovered and and yeah, rejuvenated yeah. And, and and brought back uh into the into the culture i um, think gosa is experiencing I, I was, that right i was now. going to say that so yeah. um i went to leipzig uh, a few years ago mm. um and that that's the story it's pretty much the same story like um there used to be gosa breweries all around leipzig um yep. and then they all sort of during the um East German rule, they all got bought by the state and then shut down because um, there was no time for brewing. Uh, and then it's only really been in the last ten, five, ten years that it's yeah. it, it's become a style again. I remember when um, uh, when Doc first brewed a Gosa Electrolyte a couple of years ago, and I'd never heard the style, and it was great. I'm like a salty tart wheat beer. What the fuck's that? Yeah. I remember, um, I remember, like whenever somebody went to overseas, that you can get a gosa. He, yeah. he would, Doc would say, "Please bring back a Leipziger." Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the um, Bayerische Bahnhof in the beautiful bottle. Yeah. Uh, which if we if we do if we if we ever land on gosa for style roulette, we'll get it's, gonna be, it's gonna be hard yeah. to get that bottle, but, but yeah. we'll try. We'll find yeah, it. I'll, we'll I'll, find I'll, it. We'll see what I can do. I think I've got a friend in Leipzig at the moment, actually. Uh, what's some local examples of this style um so it's been a pretty popular style in australia because i think it is so refreshing yeah um it's just it's light it's easy to drink but it's still got a lot of flavor so it's not it, it works well for our climate uh ones i really enjoyed the illawarra uh Bre- illawarra brewing company yep. wet beer is one that i've enjoyed a lot over the years doctor's order zephyr zephyr yeah. um, which i haven't seen for a while but no and that's yeah. a that's also that's a bit of a that's a, a double weird one it's, yeah, a, that's it's a, not to style it's a doc twist yeah on a, he kind of modelled it after her garden, but like made everything twice the mm-hmm. amount. So yeah, that was that was one of my faves back in the day. Uh, Feral white, Feral white, yep. Yeah, there's a few out there. I think three yeah. three ravens make one as well. I'm pretty yep. sure. I think it, it it was one of those styles for a while that every sort of local craft brewery that opened made a wit, which I think is less 
So oh, now yeah. I, I haven't seen a lot of new breweries no. open with a, a wit. Um, but uh, they, it definitely used to be the case, um, and uh, and there were some really nice ones. Yeah. Um, should we before we go to the break? Should we roll for a new style? Yeah, let's do that. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, how about we roll a dice? Alrighty. Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's go. That's a that's a three. That's a three. <laughs> yep. Yep. Okay, three is Czech lager. Okay, alrighty. We're, we're sticking to European. We are, this is, it, it's been a bit of a it's theme very recently. Very European. I'm alright with that though. Yeah. Well, the other day I was like, I was actually walking down Glee Point Road, and I was sort of like, I was like, I could go for a Czech Czech lager. Czech lager. Yeah. Um. Yeah. All right. Do you want to roll? Roll another roll one. Yep. Between one to four. One to four. All right. That is a four. Um. So we've got Czech dark lager. Check dark lager. Yeah, cool. Yum. Interesting. Hopefully we can get our hands in a few of those. Yeah, there's, there's a couple floating around, I think. Yeah. Um, shouldn't be too hard. I know this one might be one that Liam's uh, keen on. I know this is a style he likes. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Alrighty. Awesome. Should let's, we, um, yeah, let's take a quick break and then yep. pour another beer. All right. Sessionable. You can't really talk about the history of the rocks without mentioning the beer. Fortunately, Dave's Travel and Events Group have a rocks pub walk, which does that and more leading you through the footsteps of the convicts, gangs, and locals of the past as you share a drink in four of Sydney's oldest pubs. It's like a historical walking tour, but with beer. For more information, check out daves.com.au. And we're back. We are back. And um, we have another beer in front of us. We do. It's another Belgian wit beer. Yeah. From um, Belgium. From, from Belgium. Yeah. Um, it's the Blanche de, de, Blanche de Namur. Yep. Probably butchering that. From Brasserie du Boc. Yeah. Uh, who are actually independent, as, yeah. as far as I can tell. Nice. And they've yeah. been around for a while. Um, and this is, uh, yeah, one of another one of the sort of the classic examples of the style. Um, I find this one to be, uh, it, it's obviously very different in colour. Yeah, it's a lot lighter. And more straw yeah. than, um, than golden mm. wheat sort of colour. Um, Which is actually what I was expecting from the Hogarth in the... Yeah. I, I seem to recall it being a lot lighter in colour. But yeah, this one's yeah. very light. And I also get a little bit of that lactic sour on this one. Um, mm. A little bit. More so than in the yeah, other yeah, yeah. It's still not overpowering and just a, just a hint. Yeah, I think there's a bit more going on in the aroma. But flavour-wise, it's still pretty... It's pretty very similar. Yeah, pretty laid back. Coriander, orange skin and licorice. Oh, licorice. Interesting. Yeah. Um, all right. Do we want to... Yeah, let's move on to some recommendations. Recos. All right. Um, you want to go first? Yeah, I'll go beer, first. Beer, non-beer? Um, do you want to do beer? Yeah, yeah, let's go beer. Cool. All right, so my beer recommendation is the Wildflower Lager. Okay. Um, so I haven't I, had it yet, actually. Yeah, so yeah. I went to Wildflower it came out last, last week, right? Saturday, yeah. yeah. And Tofa's brewed a Czech-style Pilsner, but it's a classic, with a, unfiltered yeah, With oak. a Tofa twist. Oh, well, this is not a Tofa twist. This yeah. is like a... This is a classic. This is what this is the way it used to be. Yeah, but like he's kind of gone. Oh, let's go pretty traditional rather than brewing it in a regular brew house. Yeah, he's he's gotten some uh, oak punchins that he's lined with wax. Yep. Um, which is the yeah. So the old school style way um, of making it. So for me, having this beer, it it reminded me of um, when I was uh, when I went to Czech. I went to Pilsen and I did the. Pilsner Raquel tour, and they take you into their catacombs where they used to aid lager beer. Yep. Um, and they still have a couple of those oak punchins down there uh, where they ferment and condition Pilsner Raquel unfiltered in oak. And you can only drink it on the tour. And it was incredible. It was yeah. amazing. Um, and this, you could taste the difference. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, well, yeah. it, it's just, it's just, yeah. It, it, there's, there's not a lot. There's not. It's not like massively oaky. It's, yeah, it's yeah, more yeah. just a. 
it opens up the character. Um, yeah. It is it is unfiltered, so it changes the look of it a bit, um, and it means it's a bit less sharp and a bit more soft, and 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 um, and I love that. And when I heard Tofu was doing this, I got very excited. So. Um, that is my beer recommendation. Yeah, cool. I'll have to yeah. go there and try it this weekend. I would recommend yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, my beer recommendation, it's from Merchant Brewing. It's called the Cecil Le Sauvage, yep. which is a, a dark or red sour, Belgian-style sour. Yep. Uh, really good. I had it at Spoon and Goats last night. It was one of the first beers I had since getting back into the country. Yep. So it was, it was, um, it was good to have... Well, I mean, I, I, I had some interesting beers over in Vietnam as well, yep. but... We'll have to debrief from yeah. the trip uh, next next episode, I think. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll just quickly go through it. Beer-wise, there were a few good breweries, a couple of good breweries in Hanoi, a lot more da- down in Saigon. Yep. And the highlights for me were uh, Pastor Street Brewing Company, who I think are doing the best stuff out of Vietnam at the moment. That's the one that half the people at Gab's are wearing merch for, right? Yeah, yeah. I, bu- I bought a T-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> And the other one is also from Saigon. They're under a year old, I think. And okay. they're called Heart of Darkness. And yeah, that's, a, yeah, that's cool. They're, really, they're doing some pretty nice. good beers as well. Um, my non-beer one is maybe a little self-serving, but it's also pretty important, I think. Um, yep. It's November this month. We're getting to the end of November. Yep. Um, and I have shaved off my beautiful facial hair. Yeah. I wouldn't say um, it was beautiful, but it was beautiful. But uh, it's it was it was beautiful. But you are looking really weird. I, I am. Yeah. It's, uh, it's not a. I don't. I don't like not having a beard. It's weird. But I am trying to grow a mo. It's not really going to plan. Yeah. Um. The mo's not growing much, but I am raising money, and uh, I'm not necessarily saying you should donate to my campaign, but but do what you can. Um, yeah. Donate, donate to, to someone, somebody's campaign, or even uh, stomping ground, uh, donating money from every keg sold of their pale ale. Yep. To Movember, um, they're hoping they're they're aiming to raise seventy five thousand um, dollars. That'd be awesome if they so can get that. So if you see the Gibbs yeah. Street Pale on tap, have a schooner of that and buy a schooner of that, and um and you know, drink beer to help help a help a really good cause. It's it's um for those who don't know, Movember's about uh, men's health, both mental and physical. So sort of focusing on prostate and testic- testicular cancer and men's mental health. And the, the aim is to stop men dying young, which is an issue that is super important and does hit close to home. Mm. So uh, we'll put the link to my campaign in the yep. in the show notes, but um, just do what you can. Uh, I recommend also donating to Tom's campaign, but I have a second non-beer recommendation. So mm-hmm. uh, ate a lot of Vietnamese food in Vietnam, obviously. Uh, my recommendation is track some downs. Track some really kind of weird ones as well because we get a lot of southern cuisine, like yeah. southern, southern Vietnamese cuisine here because that's where all the so is that like, immigrants came from. Is that like banh mi and pho? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I spent a lot of time in the north, which was awesome, and tried a lot of their cuisine. Yeah. So something like bun cha, which I think you can get in Australia, yeah. is just in, in rarer quantities. Have a look for those. Uh, that that was one of my favourites up north. Um, Khao Lao, which is really hard to find outside of Hoi An. Um, if you can find that, let me know because yeah. <laughs> because that's one of my faves. Um, yeah, so try some less common Vietnamese, Vietnamese food, food. Um, cool. sp- specifically bun cha, but you know, yep, just in general. Awesome. Um, we might uh, wrap it up there. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Uh, if you like this show, please rate and review us on iTunes. Yep. Um, you can also tweet at us at Sessionable Pod. That's the one. And Sessionable Podcast on Facebook. Yep. And we can you can find the podcast on sessionable.net. 
or any of your yeah, search, podcasts. You know, Apple programs. Podcasts or whatever podcast app you like to use. Yeah, I mean, if you're listening to this, you probably already have us on your podcast yeah. app. And um, tell your friends. Yeah. You know, like uh, share, share the love. Cool. Awesome. All right. Catch you next time.